let's go. Hello, and welcome to Sustain Open Source Design. Is it Sustain Our Design? No, it's Sustain Open Source Design. Yes, yes. Sustain Open Source Design. SOS. <laughs> what are you <laughs> Welcome, everyone. This is SOS Design, Sustain Open Source Design. We're having a series of conversations around sustaining open source and sustaining design or any other topic, both of these topics, or intertwined. Today, in our panelist team, we have Ariel Fox. Hello. And Peace Ojeme, aka Perry. Hi. And our guest now is Kartik Chaudhry. Hello. So Kartik, thanks for joining us today. It's really great to have you here. And uh, it's really great to get to know your perspective of open source and how you started to work more on the creative side. So I would love to hear a lot about that. So let's get started. I think you know, a good place to start always is to get to know you like in your career wise. And I see here that you are an engineer and you're now working a lot with more uh, creative stuff. So we would all love to know uh, how that happened. So yeah, like Memo said, I'm currently working as a front-end engineer. About my past in open source, I've been actively building open source stuff since the first year of my college. And the opportunities it has provided me, I've been super grateful for it. I also had the opportunity to work on Facebook's React project through the MLH Fellowship. It's an open source program that we can talk about later. So I built a scheduling profiler for the upcoming concurrent mode in React. So it was a really um, great learning experience. And I hope my experiences can provide a different perspective to the state of open source and you know, my learning through the eyes of a student and a beginner. Yeah, super excited to be here. <laughs> I am already really excited and interested to hear about the MLH Fellowship and what you did there and your experiences essentially as a, a fellow. Tell us all about that. and what you took away from that experience. So the MLH Fellowship is an open source program. It basically finds talented open source students or beginners and um, provides them an opportunity to work on you know, big projects and get mentorship through people working in the industry. So I was part of the first cohort. So I was one of those lucky kids. And I got to meet the React core team. It was a, like really different experience. And I also got to work with a lot of amazing people in open source. Regarding that program, I'm just curious about what the size of the um, cohort was and what kind of people aside from you were in that, like to get to know the, the mix of people that this program receives. So there are a bunch of open source programs, but most of them like GSOC, which is Google Summer of Code and the Outreachy program. It's a one-on-one -on -one relationship with your mentor. But the thing that was different about the MLH Fellowship is that, you know, we had a group of 10 students. It was called a pod. So we were basically a group of students collaborating together on projects under the mentorship of industry expert. So it was apart from being a, you know, mentorship experience, it was also a collaborative experience, which kind of made it a lot better than the usual programs. And 
yeah, I also got to meet a lot of like um, cool people in open source. I got to meet John Britton, who was the head of, I don't know if it still is, but yeah, he was the head of GitHub education program. I got to meet a lot of maintainers, Jenkins Project, AWS, uh, lots of fun people. So I already know a little bit about you. I feel like I'm cheating because I've met you before and I understand some of your views about open source from the perspective of somebody that is not only like a front end code expert, but also has a lot of really amazing ideas on design. And this is we're here to talk more about the design side of things in open source. So I'd love to hear what it was like going into a fellowship that I'm presuming was around front-end engineering and more developer, but to have that proficiency and that understanding of design that you had and what kind of conversations did you end up having around design or like conversations that you had around the design aspects of open source within the fellowship? So I do know Ariel from before and they've been really grateful to me with their mentorship and they also helped me write one of the first talks on FOSDEM. So I'm really um, thankful for that. And coming back to the fellowship, I actually gave a talk on design. I think I ran it by Ariel too. Yeah, so I gave it a talk on uh, minimalism and design. So it was my first tech talk. So, you know, I also got to work on the UX side of things and the UI part of things. So, you know, my experience with design did help me out. Talking about my experiences in design, I don't have a formal education in design. And like most of the stuff I've learned is from blogs and, you know, portfolio case studies of just interesting people. That is where uh, most of my design knowledge comes from. And yeah, that really helped me out during the fellowship. So did you have like any other people with design knowledge and understanding or were you kind of like the only one maybe talking about the minimalist aspects of UI design or how to do the UX. How were the other people in the fellowship? And also, I'm curious to know if your mentors knew much about the process of adding design into the open source process or whether you ended up teaching them new lessons. (laughs) That is the thing with open source programs that are there too much to the developer aspect of things. So the, the whole cohort and even the work that we did was super logical and super developer oriented there wasn't much awareness to design and just in general i think i was the only one who was pushing for design all the time and we also did a group thing where we made a figma project for as a you know test app just to try out ui and my mentor was jani avakalio um, he's also a very proficient open source developer so he had a lot of open design knowledge, so that really helped out. In general, I just felt like there was the design part of things were lacking. Yeah. Kartik, I would like to ask you, what kind of resources do you rely on the most? Probably are different from those that you start like your design interested with, interest with. Uh, just wanted to know what, what kind of resources do you rely on in terms of design work? I'm going to assume that you're talking about resources to learn from and the resources that I use. I started off with portfolio case studies, like I mentioned before, and, you know, just blog posts about design. But over time, I really found out that there's a ton of design resources out there. Currently, I read Built for Mars. They do really good portfolio case studies of different applications and, you know, why they work and why they took some design decisions. So yeah, just blogs. There are a lot of blogs out there, you know, worth reading. 
So yes, that is, you know, where I consume my design knowledge from. And it really helps me, you know, in my profession. So I can make overcomplicated web apps for a living. I think you, while you were talking about the, the fellowship, you mentioned something about being the only person with design knowledge and then your mental health design background. Do you think that was challenging to collaborate with other extremely technical people that were still in that program? Or what do you think your challenges were in trying to work with everyone? I, I think I kind of miscommunicated this. Like the program, it was only focused on developing or coding. So it wasn't like a design program. So, you know, just having the design knowledge was sort of like an add-on for me. And, you know, I could teach something to other people. But the work that we did was mostly coding and mostly programming. So it wasn't design-oriented, although we did make a few like applications. So it helped out. Others could, you know, just do better. But yeah, it wasn't like totally design-oriented work. So it sounds like the big piece that was missing from this fellowship program was an element that was really focused on design. Because I think what is the challenge is there are lots of programs and lots of fellowships out there for the amazing people that do the coding aspects of open source software and even like the non-coding aspects of open source software in some respects, like maybe documentation and things like that. It sounds like bringing the design element with your background knowledge, even to the coding aspects of this fellowship was still really, really useful to not only yourself, but probably your peers in ways that you might even never have discovered. You know, they might have just absorbed this knowledge from you as you kind of were developing in a design-led way, if you know what I mean. So I'd love to hear from you what you think the idea ideal way, if you could wave like a magic wand and have the fellowships be how you think that they should be with including design, should there be purely design related fellowships? I'd love to hear exactly how you would design these programs, Karthik. I think there isn't a right way, but one way that could work would be to either expand the current fellowship programs to also include design oriented projects or like if there aren't design projects, at least, you know, have some people on the team that are just purely um, contributing to design aspect of things, you know, just um, supercharge all the other people who are contributing. So the other thing that I think could work would be to have a purely design oriented mentorship program which would work ideally to, um, you know, just a bunch of designers learning from each other. But I think the real thing that is to be had from these experiences, how you can collaborate between, you know, translating design to code and how you just communicate with other people. Just as how programs like GSOC and the MLH Fellowship exist for, you know, onboarding student developers to projects, I think similar programs should also exist for onboarding design students to projects. So this would like create sort of like a healthy community in open source software. So design beginners can also feel they're included and that they're contributing. What do you think in your perspective is the best way to get students to work on that project? In your perspective, how do you think programs like these would help improve projects like that? So if you have a project that has um, to have the design part of it and the development part of it, do you think it's okay to have two students, one with design knowledge and one with development knowledge, or it's okay to 
reach out or look out for students that have design background but also have like development background as well so one way that i think we could make collaboration on a project accessible is um just learn from how it is being done in already um smaller communities and projects so basically um what i've witnessed in design communities or like developer communities people generally you know form a group of 10 people or you know just 12 people and they have a bunch of designers on the team they have a bunch of developers on the team and they're you know just working together on a project that all of them can keep on their own portfolio so you know just everyone benefits from it so i think the open programs can you know just learn from these and you know adopt a similar strategy for having projects that include both the designers and the developers on the team that being said you know there are some projects that are strictly coding oriented or strictly you know just highly technical projects so you can't put designers exactly on these teams so that also like you know just is in the f- uh, favor of having strictly design oriented mentorship programs you know where you have projects for all types of designers do you think that you could be a, a mentor of a group of engineers that are trying to for example start interacting with design or, or how would you approach the other side of the of a, of a mentorship uh, relationship i think i still have you know a lot to learn so i don't you know just the whole mentorship that that title in itself is you know it's a lot of responsibilities i have mentored um, people in the past i run some successful open source projects so i have mentored some contributors so i've had the experience but that being said i think there are a lot of more experienced and amazing people out there like ariel or you yeah that being said i think like how i would approach it would be to like i mentioned before extend existing programs so the design students and the developer students both of them can learn from each other and have a community sort of experience to learn from each other i realized that one of the things that we didn't ask at the beginning of the podcast was how did you get interested in design in the first place kartik if you've come from a development front end background I remember you talking a lot about minimalism in web design and things like that. But actually, can you tell us a little bit about maybe that first moment of when you started to really get into the design side of things and learn more? So this goes back to like my early years of college. I was still making like you know those super um, like you know HTML CSS websites and just feeling really proud of them. So there was this one website that i made it was sort of like a um, spotify inspired website which would show the top billboards of current music and you know just artists which are at the top and um, you know just other stuff my teachers were like super impressed by its design and they were like wow like you really have an eye for design that one comment that everyone says <laughs> so i got that a lot and i was more motivated to you know just go for more front end stuff so i started building more websites and so i started showing them more and one of the websites that i made had like really bad user experience like it was borderline unusable and i got a lot of like comments about that that they were like you focus too much on the design and you you know design isn't just you know fancy things and just stuff moving and you know that so then i was like that makes sense and you know this design is deeper than just visual design So it's not like a super grand story but yeah that is what got me into you know just uh, looking up stuff and it just that design is just more than just visual stuff. Yeah I love that. So you mentioned that you realized that the user experience was poor let's put it that way on the application that you were building. So 
how did you knew that? Like, what hints did you find to say like, hey, this is not right? How was that process? So, like I said, I was like still starting out. So it wasn't much of a process. It was more like a banner in my face. I showed it to a bunch of people. And they were like, yeah, this looks good. And, you know, but I can't go to where I want to. And, you know, I can't, um, this thing is coming in front of the button. So, yeah, it wasn't more like uh, me finding out or um, iterating over my existing design. It was me basically, you know, just coming to realize that, yeah, it just looks good. It's not practical. So after realizing that, you know, I started looking at the design and just, um, you know, started incrementally improving upon it and it was just one of the projects and then i moved on to more projects where i thought i could contribute to the design and those projects were open source and you know that just got me more into like wow like design has so much um, importance in open source too and it isn't being given enough weight or like it needs more awareness how much would you create the open source to your career? Like what effect do you think that contributing to open source has done to your career? What ways do you think that's helped or changed or improved? Or? This is a really great question. Open source has been like the biggest reason of my like moderate success so far in my career. I also wrote a blog about it. Like this is a shameless plug, but I wrote a blog about how to build your own open source developer profile. So the idea behind the blog or this like whole thing was that open source is primarily built on two things, collaboration and transparency. You take advantage of its transparency by providing your work in public. You know, like everyone can check out what work you did, which projects you contributed on. So these things will compound over time and they will always stick with you for the rest of your career. I really like, you know, just took advantage of that kind of comes off as like a negative thing but you know like if people are contributing to open source and you know just they're using it to build their own career it just even gives more incentive to people to um, you know just gravitate towards open source and i really think the same should also be for uh, like designers people who contribute to design i think they don't like really have a lot of incentives in the industry right now other than to do it like completely out of fashion and passion can run out if you're, you know, if you don't either don't have time or you don't have the resources to, you know, just focus on it. So, yeah, I think building a career or building a portfolio through open source should also be an option to designers. I completely agree. I have long been talking to designers from all different backgrounds, whether they know about open source or not, but I often talk to them about the things that they're including in their portfolios. A lot of these projects that aren't real. So they redesign Facebook or they redesign Spotify. It's totally fine for designers to spend their time building the kind of portfolio that they want to build. But often there's a, I think, a sense of satisfaction, the project that is collaborative and a project that is in some way real, so becomes made into a reality through open source code, it can give you something a little bit extra that sometimes these speculative portfolio projects can do. So how do you think that we can begin to change minds of designers with that? Like, What do you think the way to communicate to designers about these potentials of open source for their portfolio, how would you start to convince a designer to contribute to an open source project? 
So in the past, like I said before, I've been a part of a lot of design communities. I like stalk around and just look at people's profiles, their work and, you know, just the resources that are being passed around. And I have brought up in the past to them, why aren't you contributing to open source? Like Ariel mentioned, beginners, you know, they generally want to tend towards redesigning existing products and, you know, like their vision of it. And I generally just get a sense of like, you know, they feel that open source is like, you know, grumpy people's work or it's just generally it's like inferior in some way. You know, if they pass out a design critique to a project, they would either get like really bashed for it or they would expect that, you know, you also pass um, PR or, you know, just work to improve on their project. So that is what ticks off a lot of beginners that are trying to, you know, just getting into open source, contributing their design work to open source. And how would I convince them? I have tried convincing a lot of them. It hasn't been super successful, but the points that I usually do come to and that has like really put some thought into some of the students is that, you know, just that the work that you're doing is going to stick with you and, you know, it's going to help a lot of people and yeah, just, you know, just save the world. <laughs> I really appreciate your answer to that. That was a really super hard question. I know that I would struggle to answer it as well. So there are a couple of persons who would possibly be listening to this podcast with the hope of trying to find open source projects to start contributing to as designers. So since you mentioned that you've been involved with some, would you mind mentioning some projects that possibly accept design contributions? So other designers who are listening to this and want to get into open source could also come from them as well. So far, like, um, I'm not going to call out projects because like, I don't know, like, what's the current state of some of the projects are. I know for one that one of my projects, Developer Folio, it's basically a design portfolio. It's a React portfolio. So, you know, developers can use it to put up their work and other stuff. So it is in a dire state of, you know, needing design contributions because with a project like a portfolio, there are only so many ways that people can customize it. So we're currently looking for designers to come up with different components. And yeah, that's sort of another self-pitch. But coming to real solution, I think open source design has a jobs page, which like provides a lot of paid and non-paid for on open projects. So as a beginner, I would suggest you to look at the open source design jobs page. And also, you know, in general, just hang around in developer communities, even if there are small ones, there are generally a lot of passionate people who are, you know, just willing to work on a project together. And there are a lot of them. So, you know, just stalk around, snoop around and just find your bunch of people and just start building. That is such good advice. I often mention to people the same piece of advice find other designers that are maybe interested as well and, and form like a little group and kind of infiltrate these developer <laughs> communities and kind of be a constant presence of design excellence like in these developer communities and eventually it'll become much more normalized within those spaces. To talk about one of the projects, I think one of the spaces that I was saw this amazing design strength in was the Open Source Community Africa design team was so huge and so skilled and so amazing that it was hard to, and Perry was part of the design team there. It was so obvious the influence that design had within that festival and that project. It was so great to see. And it just shows the power of how when designers come together on a project, they can really make such a great impact. Like you said, you know, like designers have to generally infiltrate groups. I think that is like 
the current state of things, but it doesn't have to be that way. So the more open source design mentorship programs, or if we push design into current mentorship programs, I think the more students are going to, you know, become normalized with having designers on their team. And, you know, like the students are going to be, you know, probably the next open source maintainers. So like if they learn and grow up in a community where it's inclusive of designers, I think more developers would start to, you know, just stop taking either design for, you know, just granted or, you know, just start getting more skilled people onto it. On our last section of this conversation, we would like to put some highlight on projects we love or projects that we find useful that are not on our own. So Kajik, please, can you shed your spotlight on your project? For this week's spotlight, I'd like to push forward a project that I currently maintain, Developer Folio. It's a React design portfolio, which, you know, developers use for their, uh, creating the showcasing and creating their own work. So it is currently looking for a lot of design contributions and code contributions. So if you're a design student that is hearing this podcast, do feel free to just drop in the issues or just drop in the comments. I'll probably meet you and, you know, we can work on an issue or, you know, just a new feature together. Amazing. Thanks. Ariel? So my spotlight this episode is patternfly.org, which I should have known about. I feel like I should have known about ages ago because it's a open source design system, a UI system, and also has a lot of recommendations for UX writing. So user experience writing. So how to approach things like error messages. And it comes out of the Red Hat open source office. And I was looking at it today because I was talking with some of the folks at Red Hat. So I've now heard about this and investigated it. And I ask that everyone, you know, take a look at patternfly.org because it's a really great set of recommendations for essentially UI design and some UX design out of Red Hat. Thanks. It looks really deep. My spotlight, I would like to share the Coop design system and specifically a really nice document that contains like a very basic set of design principles. I think it's what it was really great because uh, it's they're really concise really small amounts of text and really digestible and has a really nice way to share because it's a nice PDF that, that you can share with, with folks. So that would be my spotlight for today. The Coop Design System Design Principles. Thanks a lot again to Kartik Chaudhry that was our guest this time around. It was great to have you and let's keep in touch online. Thanks for having me and it was a really great experience talking about, you know, the two things I love, developing and designing stuff and talking about it. So, thanks for having me. Yay! So thank you all again. Goodbye to everyone. Thank you.